The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host, and I am by myself. Well, I mean, Devo's here, of course, as he always is, but this is the emergency Anthony Lynn fired by the Chargers podcast. And I'm doing it solo because Wilson is on the road back from Stanford, and Breach is busy um, uh, doing his newsletter, which you should subscribe to. Go to cbssports.com slash newsletters. And you can check out the Pick 6 podcast newsletter. It's hilarious that Breach has to, at least he's part of the podcast. That would suck if he had to write it. And like, he wasn't part of the podcast, Diva. You know what I'm saying? Right. He is a very active member of this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Co-host, even. Um, some people say. Not me, but some people say that. Uh, anyway, Anthony Lynn fired by the Los Angeles Chargers. Sort of a surprise. I know we had heard, uh, buzz coming out of, Coming into week 17, that Anthony Lynn was, that the Chargers were trying to decide what to do with Anthony Lynn's future. Uh, his team won four straight games, finishing the season seven and nine, obviously did not make the playoffs, but I, I thought this was kind of the trickiest one of them all. And I think when you look at Anthony Lynn, he is considered by a wide, wide margin, um, well, not a wide, wide margin. He is considered by the Los Angeles Chargers to be one of the best people, uh, on the planet. They love him. They think he is a fantastic human being. They think he's a fantastic leader of men. However, there is no possible way that anyone could say that Anthony Lynn is a good head coach, at least in terms of in-game decision making. Now, the, the arguments you would make for Anthony Lynn, one, hey, maybe he can figure out the the head coaching thing, the in-game head coaching thing. Maybe he can turn that thing around. Unfortunately, it's been four years. Now the Chargers went nine and seven in his first year, twelve and four his second year. It's pretty good, but you know, almost didn't go to Foxborough and almost beat the Patriots. But they were a lot of people, including yours truly, thought they might have a shot. They they got blasted. Uh, but then five and eleven last year, and seven and nine this year. Now the argument for Lentz, I mean, it's not good that your record's cascading off a cliff like that. They drafted Justin Herbert and Justin Herbert had a historically great rookie season. I mean, this, this kid was unbelievable, uh, threw it in my face and a Pete Prisco, Pete Prisco thought he was going to be incredible and it paid off. Completed 67% of his passes, 400, 4,336 yards, 31 touchdowns, a rookie record and just 10 interceptions. He was awesome. And if were it not for various blunders by Anthony Lynn, as a head coach late in games, 
they, this team probably wins more. I mean, they had some tough losses against good teams like the, the Chiefs who, you know, in, earlier on in the season took them out and Herbert played really well. I mean, they had a rough schedule, but you know, everybody's got a rough schedule and I don't know, man. I, I think I, I, I would have moved on from Anthony Lynn because of all the mistakes he made as a head coach, but I understand why this is maybe a more difficult decision. Um, Debo, would you say you were surprised? Yeah. We talked about this, that this was the one that we weren't sure we were going to have to emergency podcast for. But when you get to year four and you're still making those crucial in-game mistakes, I think the choice becomes a little bit more clear. And I know out of a lot of people watching NFL, you've seen more Chargers games than <laughs> than almost anyone. So you are very close to this. Maybe Philip Rivers extends his Chargers career if Anthony Lynn doesn't have as many in-game mistakes last season. Now, last season was a, a little bit of a throwaway, but you're coming off of a 12-4 and four year. So four years in is enough time to tell if you have the guy to make the right in-game moves. And Anthony Lynn, not that person. Four years, I think you cut ties. I agree. And part of the thing is... When you look at this job, you know, again, they finished seven and nine, won their final four games. I mean, they, you know, and they won them by, they blew out the Chiefs, uh, in week 17. But before that, you know, they beat the Falcons by three. They beat the, actually, they beat the Raiders by three in overtime and they beat the Broncos by three. So this is not a team that has been exactly dominant, even in its spots. I mean, they, you know, they, they, they kept things close about every single game. And I think that has to be a concern if you're, if you're an Anthony Lynn supporter, when you have a quarterback like Justin Herbert, who played the way that he did as a rookie, you are going to have a ton of interest in this job. I think you can make a case that because we have a year's worth of film, a year's worth of production at the NFL level from Justin Herbert, because you have guys like Joey Bosa and Keenan Allen. Um, you know, you have a ton of talent. You have Derwin James coming back. I think you can make the case that this job is maybe even more attractive than the Jaguars job. Now the Jaguars job is awesome because you're getting Trevor Lawrence, but he's never played in the NFL, you know? Yeah. And we're going to rank all the openings on tomorrow's full black Monday recap episode and just talking about the quarterback situations, there's some attractive quarterback situations that new head coaches will walk into. Deshaun Watson with the Texans. Now the Texans front office situation is, is completely messed up. So maybe there's not the same attractiveness there, but Trevor Lawrence, Deshaun Watson, Justin Herbert are going to be paired with three new head coaches. So mm. there is th these vacancies. It seems like probably better than in years past in terms of what to look forward to, e even in the first year of these new head coaches. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like you don't, and, and you could also add Justin Fields and or Sam Darnold to it. Um, you know, I think the thing with these, these jobs is usually bad teams fire their coaches and bad teams don't have the quarterback situation solved, right? I mean, that's and sort of the point. You forgot, you know, we got vacancies with future Hall of Famer Matt Stafford potentially with the Lions, <laughs> you know, may, may be moving on from Detroit and, you know, stat patter, but borderline Hall of Famer Matt Ryan, who could be in Atlanta. So there's some there's some good situations out there. The Jets, in terms of quarterback, you know, they'll have, have number two and have their, their pick, really. So, yeah, who, who in your mind comes to the top of the list? Because you have Justin Herbert. Anthony Lynn was still able to get a lot out of Justin Herbert, but with this potentially franchise-changing quarterback, you're going to probably want an offensive mind to lead Justin Herbert. Who, who comes to the top of that list for you? Well... You know, if only there were a blossoming young offensive coordinator, uh, you know, well, actually he's not that young, 51 years old, Eric Bieniemy, drafted by the Chargers in 1991. He played for the Chargers. 
his first four years of his career before moving on to the Bengals for, for a few years. Um, and then finishing, finishing up in Philly, he is one of the hot names on the, the, the coaching market. And I think that he would make a lot of sense. I think to your point, that's what you have to do with this job. You have to find somebody who will, who you believe can cultivate the most out of Justin Herbert because what he's shown is that he has a ridiculous ceiling. And if you continue to develop him, he's going to be an excellent young player. Now, and that's part of the problem with the land thing too is like, do you want to, you know, already create inconsistency for a young quarterback like that. But so I think the enemy factor is a great, is a great possibility. You know, you're also taking away a, a play caller from in the division. You know, he's going to have to match up against Andy Reid twice a year. Maybe he doesn't want the job for that very reason. And then the other name I think is pretty obvious is Brian Dable, uh, in Buffalo. Now there's some concern that, you know, like we don't know exactly how much of how much of this development for Josh Allen is on Brian Dayball versus what it is, you know, that's that's on Josh Allen and his growth as a player and a person and you know what it is on mandates from inside the the um inside the building to like pass more early and and, and pass on first downs. But I mean, you have a player in Justin Herbert that we have a proven you know years worth of production. Can Brian Dable came, come in and do to Justin Herbert what he did to Josh Allen? Because if he does that, then the sky's the limit for this team. Probably not a spot where you're looking at a coach from the college ranks. You know, it makes a little more sense in Jacksonville maybe or some other spots where you're looking at the college ranks. Not as much sense in L.A.? I think not as much sense, yeah. But if if like if Matt Campbell was interested in coming in and like building a program around Justin Herbert, then I would have no problem with that. Um, I, you know, look, I know we mentioned Jim Harbaugh on all these podcasts and it's insane, but he, I mean, he did go to three straight NFC title games. Where are we at on Arthur Smith, who hasn't been brought up a no, lot in these that's, that's emergency pods, but it's yeah. someone that we brought up throughout the season after crushing him last season. We've brought him up as, as a great future coach in waiting, um, during this year, but haven't talked about him too much as fitting in these emergency pods. I actually think that, that this is a good fit for Arthur Smith too, because you have a quarterback in uh, Justin Herbert, who, while not, you know, necessarily an identical comp or anything like that, is a very similar player to Ryan Tannehill in terms of what you want to do. You know, you want, you want to have a good run game. You want to, you know, use his mobility and his boot, you know, his ability to get out on the edge and to throw the ball down the field. Um, a very efficient passer, a very good vertical passer. I think that is a, if, in terms of you're looking at a schematic fit for somebody that could go with an Arthur Smith offense, like, Imagine if you took the Titans, right? And you removed Ryan Tannehill and you plugged Justin Herbert in. And I'm not saying you can do that because it's not that easy, but friend of the podcast, Dan Feeney's there. They have some talent on the offensive line. They have Austin Eckler and, and, you know, Justin Jack. They have plenty of talent on that roster for the Chargers on offense. So if, if Arthur Smith can come in and do for the Chargers what he did in Tennessee, then yes, that would be a very good fit. So I think those three guys would probably be the top of my list. Arthur Smith, Brian Dable, and uh Eric Bieniemy, depending on and I almost think Debo that there has to be some interest here from one of those guys or even a Josh McDaniels type. Well, I mean, would you hire Josh McDaniels? Would you trust Josh McDaniels? Yeah. I, at this point, you know, you're 10 years removed from the Broncos. Coaches grow removed from the Colts. <laughs> people grow, right. So, uh, you know, people make mistakes in those previous jobs. And, and I think it's unfair to judge them a decade later. You, you got to assume that there, there's growth and there's the ability to grow. The Patriots, not the 
best season, but I think McDaniels that we shouldn't sour on his name that quickly because for years and years he's been someone mentioned in these lists. So so let's not get too far away from Josh as as a future coach. I don't know why I called him Josh there. It's it's just a habit. Like Doug, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that McDaniel's. I just sort of wonder if the the way they made this move at lunchtime. I guess it is nine a.m. Pacific time, so maybe that makes sense. But it was. I just sort of wonder if there wasn't some interest. Like, if you're Tom Telesco, if you're the Chargers ownership, are you? You're, I think you have to be gauging the interest level of potential head coaches in your job if you're willing to make this move. So I would assume that there's some sort of interest level from other, from these candidates. Like they have to know that it's not going to be a situation where they can't find somebody to come in and run this team. And and, in that sense, I think you're in a good spot uh, to be able to hire one of these offensive minds. So those would be my four guys for that job. McDaniels, um, Biennemi, Arthur Smith, and uh, Brian Dable. And I know that's sort of the basic generic list that everybody's got. Uh, and it's not really outside the box, but I don't think you need to think outside the box. Find an offensive guy who has shown that he can develop a young and or franchise quarterback, get some growth out of him. And then you bring that guy in to, to handle Justin Herbert. And, and, and if you do that, that's the only way you can compete with the Chiefs. You have to max out Justin Herbert if you want to compete with the Chiefs. And that should be the Chargers chief goal. Yeah, it's, it seems like that list of candidates isn't super extensive. It is just a rotation of about four or five names. And then you throw in, you know, the four guys in the NFL, and then it's the Campbell, the Meyer, the Fitzgerald from the college ranks. And that's what we're seeing this year. Yeah, I, I think this feels like a very offensive, heavy hiring cycle because what you pointed out, all these young, all these quarterbacks. Like yeah. if you're, you know what I mean? Like, but once again, we find ourselves with six openings. You know, you, you think you might, you might not year. get there. It's it's just this constant turnover. Six openings again. Do we get another surprise today? Or are we done? Uh, I think we're done. Maybe I don't think the Vic. Fan, I don't think they'll make a move on Vic Fangio. But that would that would be the only other one I think, other than Doug. Who, he appeared with Howie Roseman on the Zoom. I assume. No, he's he's, he's good. He is as safe as safe could be. That's not true. He's not as safe as safe could be. But he's probably safe. Is there another, I can't think of another one that is a possibility. No. There's no like left field firing this year. There's no, you know, rarely we see the coach that makes the playoffs and they don't perform well in the playoffs and then gets fired because of their performance or lack of performance in the playoffs. That isn't apparent well, this year. One guy that I think you could, but I think he'll get what, at least one more year for sure. Cliff Kingsbury. I think you could at least look at, um, you know, Joe Judge first year, Mike McCarthy first year, Doug is safe, Washington's in the playoffs, Ron Rivera first year, Matt LaFleur. Uh, I, you know what? I suppose Matt Nagy. Yeah. And we, they, yeah, we can, we can hold off on, uh, Cardinals talk, but I watched, uh, 16 Cardinals games this year and, oh, right for you. Yeah. and Cliff Kingsbury is, is not the answer. I am, He's, I am no. not a fan of Cliff, Cliff but Kingsbury. But I don't, but for like, for internal political reasons, I don't think that they'll be able to fire him after the, after his second yeah. year. And we know Breach is happy. He's got another year of Zach Taylor. <laughs> That's right. They have officially announced Zach Taylor will be back. I mean, you just run through the list and you just can't find like Fangio, Mike Zimmer, I guess would be a possibility. Didn't they just extend him? Am I crazy? Yeah. Last offseason, I think alongside Cousins. The, the surprises would be Kingsbury, Zimmer, Fangio, 
possibly McCarthy, I guess, and and Matt Nagy at this point. But I, I don't I don't think we'll get any of those. Although you never know, weird weirder things have happened in the NFL. All right, that's Anthony Lana got fired podcast. Talk to you guys later. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com.